United Kingdom and eventually beyond. Each week I pick a county randomly from my ghost-haunted box and bring to you a ghostly tale from that particular county. This week we have been transported to the vibrant county of Greater Manchester. So sit or lie back and let's get ghoulish. The estimated population of Greater Manchester is 2.8 million residents. Greater Manchester played a crucial role in the Industrial Revolution and was at the forefront of the textile industry during the 19th century. The county is home to two famous football clubs, Manchester United and Manchester City, which have a long-standing rivalry. Their matches, known as the Manchester Derby, attract significant attention. Greater Manchester has a rich musical history and has been the birthplace of many renowned bands and musicians, including the Smiths, Oasis, Joy Division and the Stone Roses. The county is known for its multiculturalism, with diverse communities and a vibrant mix of cultures, languages and cuisines. The Bridgewater Canal, opened in 1761, was the first artificial waterway in Britain. It played a vital role in the transportation of coal and other goods during the Industrial Era. Greater Manchester boasts various historic landmarks, such as Manchester Cathedral, the Imperial War Museum North and the John Rylands Library, which are popular tourist attractions. The county has a strong presence in the media industry, with the BBC having significant operations in Salford at Media City UK. It has become a hub for television production and broadcasting. Greater Manchester is home to numerous cultural institutions, including the Manchester Museum, Manchester Art Gallery and the Whitworth Art Gallery, showcasing a wide range of artistic and historical exhibits. Greater Manchester is home to a park called Boggart Hole Clough, which derives its name from the local dialect word boggart, meaning ghost or spirit. Despite the spooky name, it's a lovely park for outdoor activities. Vimto, a popular fruity soft drink, has an unusual connection to Greater Manchester. It was invented in the county in 1908 by John Noel Nichols and originally marketed as a health tonic. Stockport, in Greater Manchester, is home to the Hatworks Museum, a unique establishment dedicated to the history of hat making. You can explore various hat-related exhibits and even try on different hats. Eccles Cakes, a delicious pastry filled with currants, has been associated with the town of Eccles in Greater Manchester since the 18th century. Despite their small size, 
they have become quite famous and have even got an Eccles Cake Day celebrated on January the 24th. Greater Manchester houses the tallest roller coaster in the UK, called The Big One. Located in Blackpool, just outside Greater Manchester, it stands at a height of 71 metres, which is 235 feet, and offers thrilling rides to adrenaline enthusiasts. This week, we take a look at some of the urban myths, legends, ghosts and most haunted places of Greater Manchester. Let's check it out. The Manchester Evening News have compiled together a couple of articles covering some of these many stories. They state the following. Mancunians are rightly proud of the long history of their fine city and region. But how many are aware that there is a darker and altogether more troubling history to the area? The region has a collection of terrible tales that will send a chill down the spine of even the most unflappable sceptic. Whether it's ghostly dogs, chilling roadside apparitions, strange child-snatching spirits or screaming skulls, our list of the weirdest and most disturbing Manchester myths, legends and ghosts will make you see your streets in an altogether different light. So dive in if you dare. Don't have nightmares. Stockport's Phantom Hitchhikers The tale of a ghostly figure of a woman attempting to thumb a lift near Mersey Square on Wellington Road South has intrigued many paranormal experts. The story, which features in a book called Supernatural Stockport by Martin Hills, says that one occasion a biker picked up the woman and gave her a lift home to Hazel Grove. But when he dropped her off, she simply vanished into thin air. The biker then knocked on the door and the couple answered. They said their daughter had died in a crash on Wellington Road years earlier. And according to Ghost um, Haunted Island, sorry, hauntedisland.co.uk, in 1974, Brian Mohan was driving his cab on the A6 through Great Moor when an elderly woman suddenly appeared sitting on the back seat. She was expressionless, dressed in black with a white blouse and black bow. The driver then pulled over and turned to ask the woman how she got in his cab, only to find she had disappeared. The Boggart of Boggart Hole Clough Boggart Hole Clough, the beautiful urban park in Blackley, has a dark and troubling urban legend attached to it. The 190 acres of ancient woodland is said to be haunted by a boggart. A boggart, for the uninitiated, is a mischievous spirit that typically occupies fields and marshes, but can also be found indoors. Though mostly known as a mischief-making creature, 
that has the ability to turn milk sour, make objects disappear and make dogs go lame, they also have a darker side. Boggarts are often blamed for the abduction of children. A good recent fictional example of a boggart would be the malevolent spirit haunting the family in the chilling horror film The Babadook. It is said that in previous times the boggart of Boggart Hole Clough was so active that a farmer and his family were driven from their home only to return when they realised the creature would simply follow them. The Curse of the Black Shark The ghostly hellhound has been part of folklore across the UK for centuries. Appearing either headless or with malevolent flaming eyes, the huge sinister beast is said to be an omen of death and just a single glimpse could bring about a fatal curse. Those who heard his howl were warned to shut their eyes. And it seems Manchester was not immune to the curse as the black shuck has often been seen prowling the streets of Manchester. There have been reported sightings of the beast near to Manchester Cathedral, with one in 1825 stating it jumped up at a tradesman outside the church. But there's no need to panic nowadays. Apparently the phantom creature was finally exercised under the bridge crossing the Irwell. The Screaming Skull of Wardley Hall Wardley Hall, the early medieval manor house in the Wardley area of Worsley, is one of the few buildings in the north-west to have had a mention in the Doomsday Book. Built during the short reign of King Edward VI, the house replaced an older residence which dated back from the year 1292, rebuilt and renovated throughout the 19th and 20th centuries. The hall is now the official residence of the Roman Catholic bishops of Salford. So, what makes it so spooky? Well, the hall is actually home to the skull of a Benedictine monk named Edward Ambrose Barlow, our father Ambrose, who met a gruesome end in 1641 when he was hung, drawn and quartered at Lancaster Castle in 1641. The hall was subsequently nicknamed Skull House, after the tale that skull resisted all attempts to be buried and attempts to throw it in the moat would cause storms. Before it was occupied by the Roman Catholic bishops of Salford, it had a chequered and chilling history and was known for 200 years as Skull House. According to legend, it is indestructible and would wreak havoc, terrible havoc, if anyone attempted to remove it from the house. The skull has in recent times been removed from the house without any resulting paranormal effects. Final destination, Manchester Airport. There have been a number of reported ghostly goings-on at Manchester Airport over the years. Documents dating back to the 1970s show a string of strange encounters concentrated in an area which is now Terminal 3's departure gates.
the most common account is of a ghostly male figure dressed as an airman wandering around the gates before disappearing. One letter written in 1971 by a former airport worker reveals how he had encountered an old man whom he believed was the ghost of a night watchman who was killed there years earlier. Staff have also reported hearing slamming doors, but when they investigate, they find rooms empty and lights off. Another worker claims to have seen a person wearing a pilot's hat walking into the toilets at night and hearing the door shut. When the worker went into the toilet to investigate, there was nobody there and the motion-sensitive lights hadn't come on. Ooh, spooky. What lies beneath? Much of this list so far has focused on the visible, the above ground and in clear view. But what lies beneath is also unsettling. Lying just below the surface of Manchester is a network of underground tunnels, subterranean passageways stretch under large parts of Manchester city centre, hiding within them all manner of memories of a long lost time. Deep underneath the city, a labyrinth of underground tunnels networks were built during World War II. The tunnels include the remnants of a tube station that never came to fruition, a communications bunker, air raid shelters, canals and shops. In the past, there have been a number of tours of the underground system, including ghost walks organised by Flecky Bennett, who regaled guests with tales about Scary Mary, Maria and Derek, who may occupy the tunnels. There are also underground river and canal tunnels, such as the Manchester and Salford Junction Canal Tunnel, underneath the Great Northern which joins the Rochdale Canal and River Irwell. You can read about some of the history deep beneath Manchester and check out some of the strangely unsettling pictures on the Manchester Evening News website. Mystery of the Haunted Spinning Statue It's not all about things that bump in the night. An ancient Egyptian statue spooked museum bosses when it mysteriously started to spin round in a locked display case. The 10-inch tall relic, which dates back to 1800 BC, was found in a mummy's tomb and has been at the Manchester Museum for 80 years. And in 2013, curators were left baffled after they kept finding it facing the wrong way. Experts decided to monitor the room on time-lapse video and were astonished to see it clearly show the statuette spinning 180 degrees with nobody going near it. Egyptologist Mr Price said, I noticed one day that it had turned around. I thought it was strange because it is in a case and I am the only one who has a key. In ancient Egypt, they believed that if the mummy is destroyed, then the statuette can act as an alternative vessel for the spirit. Maybe that is what is causing the movement. But what could be the reason behind the spinning? 
possession, a mummy's curse, magic. Nothing that exciting, unfortunately. The riddle has been solved, and it's a very 21st century explanation. It turns out that the statue rotates due to the fact that there's traffic and people walking past. But who knows? The grave robber Old Kanki. You'll have heard of Burke and Hare, the Edinburgh grave robbers turned murderers, but were you aware of Greater Manchester's very own Resurrection Man? In Middleton, there is a passageway called Kanki's Ginnel that runs from the River Irk to the churchyard at St Leonard's. According to local legend, it was used by a local grave robber named Kanki to transport bodies down to the river and onwards into Manchester to sell. It is unclear whether Kanki actually existed as no one has ever been able to find anything other than apocryphal evidence of his dark doings. According to some, Kanki, who by all accounts was a hoot at parties, would watch as grieving relatives buried their dead and then by cover of darkness would dig up the body. Smithills Hall, Bolton There's plenty of paranormal activity going on at this Grade 2 listed manor house if the reports are to be believed. Staff and visitors, including hosts from the reality TV series Most Haunted, have reported a mischievous spirit that is said to pinch bums. And there's even talk of visitors being touched, particularly near the stairs between the bower and solar rooms. And the mysterious happenings don't stop there. Another lady in a period dress has also been seen to walk the stairs, while a small boy with long curly black hair had been felt in the solar room by mediums. Albert Hall. The ground floor of the venue, which also featured on Most Haunted, is said to be occupied by a ghost or spirit, dating back to 1910. The Gothic-style building, set over two floors, was the Manchester and Salford Wesleyan Mission Church, but was well known as the former bar and nightclub Brannigan's. When the music venue formerly operated as the bar, staff claimed there was a ghost smashing glasses, fiddling with taps and even pushing people down the stairs. Far from the hospitable behaviour you would expect. The Royal Exchange. The theatre venue, formerly a cotton trade centre, is reportedly haunted by an actor and foundering artistic director, James Maxwell. The wig room, meanwhile, is said to be haunted by an unhappy soul, one that is happy to throw things around the room in a fit of rage. Equally as spooky was when the building was being rebuilt after the IRA bomb in the 1990s, and builders reported hearing a piano playing in the distance. But on entering the room where the music was playing, the music stopped, leaving only a decrepit piano and no pianist. 
And I will just mention, because that reminds me of a story quickly of my own. When I was very young, we have um, a, a local village hall and I went down there on my scooter and I was playing around and I heard a piano on the inside of this building. So I went round the side to the front door, you know, to the entrance. And I went into the entrance and looked through the glass doors and I could see in front of me, no word of a lie, the piano, but it had the cover on it. But it was playing and I could hear the piano. And I'm telling you now, that was weird. And that's not the only weird thing that's happened in that at that building and in that area, but I might cover it another time. But yeah, I've heard Phantom P- Piano and I've actually seen for myself the piano with the cover on it, no one in there, all locked up and it was playing. It was it was bizarre, is all I can say. Um, yeah, I've never forgotten that. Ord Saul Hall in Salford. It wouldn't be a self-respecting Tudor manor with a ghost or two, right? Many tales surround how the ghost of Ordsall Hall came to haunt the Salford Manor, and the ghost in question, the White Lady, has been said to be the maid of honour of Queen Elizabeth I, a jilted bride or Margaret Radcliffe who died of a broken heart in 1599. She does have company, though. A young girl is said to roam the hall especially when children and school parties visit. It is said that you can feel her presence by the sweet smell of roses in the air. Manchester Cathedral Built in 1421, Manchester Cathedral is a vast medieval Gothic structure, complete with crypts, stained glass and a vastness that gives it a particularly eerie feeling at times. In the late 1840s, a man was visiting the building to pray and is reported to have been haunted by his sister here. He is reported to have seen his sister standing in the nave of the building and was surprised as he thought she was many miles away. When he called out to the woman, she started walking but suddenly vanished. But the following day, the man received word that his sister had died in a car accident, the timing of which matched his sighting of her in the cathedral. Oh dear. The Ring O'Bells in Middleton. Legend has it that Middleton's oldest pub is visited by the ghost of Cavalier named Edward. He was reputedly murdered by Cromwell's army when they passed through the town. The dog is said to appear wearing royalist uniform in front of regulars and landlords, while punters have also reported witnessing glasses sliding along the bar and hearing heavy footsteps and peculiar noises. Those sitting rooms on the upper floors are also said to have sudden temperature drops. Manchester Town Hall Completed in 1877, the Grade 1 listed building is home not only to Manchester City Council and some building works currently, but apparently a few ghostly residents. 
there's been a number of reports of ghost sightings within the walls of the historic site over the years, with spirits of deceased councillors allegedly roaming around. Alongside spooky councillors, the corridors of the town hall are believed to be haunted by the ghost of a Victorian policeman. The rumour goes that despite his death hundreds of years ago, this ghost Bobby continues to patrol the halls, scaring off visitors and ghost hunters in the process. The Green Gate Brewery The brewery is still in full swing at the historical site in Middleton, but it isn't just known for its ale. Spanners and kettles can often be moved around and moans and odd noises can be heard at all times of the day. More unsettling sightings include the spirit of a lady who reportedly sits quietly in the boardroom facing away from people and a woman in a dark dress who's often seen floating down the halls. Let's not also forget the man in a white cloak who disappears through doors. So thank you for tuning in to this captivating episode where we ventured into the realm of urban myths, legends, ghosts and the most haunted places of Greater Manchester. As we conclude our exploration, it becomes clear that these tales hold an undeniable allure, leaving an indelible mark on the fabric of this region's rich history. From the chilling corridors of Audsall Hall, echoing with spectral whispers of the past, to the mysterious spectre of the Manchester Cathedral, forever entwined with the tales of its ghostly residence, the haunted landscapes of Greater Manchester have sparked the imaginations of locals and visitors alike. But let us not forget the legends that transcend time, like the infamous Boggart Hole Clough, where the mischievous spirits are said to roam freely, or the haunting tale of the Manchester Cotton Mills, where ghostly apparitions and echoes of the Industrial Revolution still linger. As we delve into these stories, it becomes evident that these urban myths and legends serve as a testament to the human fascination with the supernatural, offering glimpses into the unseen dimensions that coexist alongside our modern world. But perhaps the true power of these tales lies not only in their ability to frighten, but also in their capacity to connect us with our shared past. They remind us of the communities that once thrived within the walls of these haunted places, their triumphs, their tragedies and their enduring spirits. So as I conclude this enthralling episode, let us carry forward the stories and legends of Greater Manchester, embracing them as part of our cultural heritage whether they inspire curiosity, spine-tingling shivers or a newfound appreciation for the mysterious, these urban myths and haunted tales will continue to weave their magic forever etched into the tapestry of this remarkable region. Thank you for joining me on this captivating journey 
and remember to keep your eyes open for you never know what ghostly secrets may lurk around the next corner. Stay curious, stay fascinated and until next time keep exploring the enigmatic realm of the supernatural. Before I go, I must pull the next county out of my ghost haunted box. So where are we going next on our tour? And the county is... Greater London. Fantastic. So join me on Friday the 21st of July to discover all about the county of Greater London and some of the ghosts or spooky stories that lurk there. Until then, take care, have fun and stay ghoulish.